Hey y'all, welcome back to part two here on a Thursday, July 21st, 2022 edition here on the Chase Notes Podcast. If you guys missed part one with Matt Green to talk all things college football, guess what? It's right here on this very feed, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, however you get your podcast. You can check back in and watch that after uh, checking out this edition. Yeah, University of Portland head basketball coach jumping on the pod here in part two, Shante Leggins. Uh, we talked all things uh, college basketball, the WCC, uh, their big year this past year um, in the conference, uh, Gonzaga, uh, St. Mary's, uh, San Francisco, why this conference is growing and growing, um, what his uh, background is, and just kind of what he learned at Eastern Washington, and you know where uh, he sees his program going forward, and why Portland uh, is uni- in a unique spot in the conference, and why there's a lot of excitement about his team and where they might finish uh, in the 2022 season here in the WCC. So it's great getting to talk with him, uh, even some cool rule change stuff, and uh, uh, what we'll see with basketball going forward. But a lot of fun talking to Shante, and uh, I think you guys will enjoy our conversation. So part two coming up. Just one second uh, here on the Chase Thomas podcast presented by Blue Wire Pods. So go make sure youtube.com slash Chase Thomas podcast, like and subscribe, all that good stuff. And, uh, you know, there you go. Part two coming up. Just one second. Uncle Darren, let's go. Chase Thomas podcast. The Chase Thomas podcast. Um, my nephew needs me to record. See, I hate, I already hate it. I hate it. I'm from Knoxville, Tennessee, here in East Tennessee. But I am very, very excited to pick uh, this head coach's brain because the WCC, as a lot of folks know, is a really, really good college basketball conference. It's only going up, and it's one of my favorites during the season to watch, and it's a lot of good basketball. And one of those people responsible for the good late-night basketball for a lot of those diehard college basketball fans is Coach Shante Leggins. Shante, how is it going, sir? It's going pretty good. It's going pretty good. Uh, just, you know, summer workouts and getting the guys moving and grooving. But you got to give a lot of love to the Gonzaga because they're the ones on TV. You ain't you ain't getting on the computer to watch us. Hold on, though. The tournament and you see where you're at because San Francisco <laughs> tournament go. team, Santa Clara That's tournament right. team, St. Mary. Like there is a lot of stuff. If you want to be up to date, it's like, oh, who's Gonzaga playing? It's like, no, Gonzaga's there playing against go. a lot of tough competition. Like, it's not exactly. just Gonzaga running roughshod over the WCC. That's not reality. No, it's not. And so, but the other ones on ESPN right now, I mean, like you did say, we are, this. the league is coming up. I mean, if, mm. you look at, if you look at these teams, if you look at the coaches they're bringing in, they're bringing in Steve Lavin down mm-hmm. in San Diego. They're pretty good. It's going to be a pretty fun team to play against now. Uh, you know, you, you, you just lost Todd Golden, but the, the, mm-hmm. the new coach there is big time. Um, obviously, Coach Bennett and Coach Fewer, Hall of Fame coaches. And you got Lorenzo Romar, who's been to Elite Eights and tournaments and, you know, Coach Pro. So the league's, the league's on the move up. And, uh, you know, it's, it's exciting to be a part of it. And, you know, you, you joke around and you're always saying, yeah, Gonzaga, this, but there's some teams in this league that, you know, in some time, I think we'll be giving a lot of teams in this league, uh, you know, a run for their money. And so, uh, you know, we're trying to get into the upper half of that league. And I think, I think we're making some good strides doing it. What do you think makes basketball different in the Pacific Northwest? Is there a different brand? Is there a different style and different kind of kid you recruit in the Northwest? Well, kind of, you know, you, you try to recruit, um, to, you know, I, I recruit relationships. Mm. Um, I recruit to people that, you know, understand the kind of players that we're looking for. Um, you also recruit players that want to be at your university. You know, there's a mm. lot of kids you go out and try to recruit and you try to get them to you'd be excited about, you know, the University of Portland. Um, and you find those kids. And the, mm-hmm. the ones you find, they become diehards. They become great program guys. And then you got to go find the guys that are, you know, getting recruited and, you know, 
wooed by different schools. And so you got to mm-hmm. figure out how to get those kids here also. But, you know, you really recruit relationships. You hope you've built some, you know, some of those and you hope you have some good assistants that um, have, have built some great relationships along the way so we can get some kids that fit our system and fit how we play. You know, I'm not going to go out and grab a certain kid that doesn't fit the style of style of basketball we play. And so, um, you know, we, we really look hard for those. And so, you know, it, it, it's kind of different. You know, I love I love to play fast. Um, mm-hmm. but you wouldn't say we're the most athletic team out there, but I want to play fast. Uh, if you see Gonzaga up here, if you see, you know, UW, they, they're all trying to play fast. So you get guys up here that, that want to, you know, move up and Why down do you think the court that is? a little bit. Uh, I, I don't know. I just think, you know, I think it's just, it's like you said, it's a style. You know, mm-hmm. if, if you look at, especially in the WCC, mm-hmm. um, it's a very... Um, if you look at us and then you look at some other leagues, you'd be like, well, that, that they look like they play a different style than a lot right. of other leagues. And so um, I, I think it just has a lot to do with, you know, who you're playing against and the kind of kids you can get here, you know, and, and everyone says, oh, well, it's West Coast basketball. It's a little soft. Um, you know, I mean, it, you know, you, you get that. But as you keep moving forward and you keep seeing these teams, there's some very tough teams out here. And so um, but, you know, skills, you know, we look for skill. We look for shooting. Um, I love I love guys that can you know shoot the ball and do other things and so that's 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 what we recruit to and I think a lot of teams out here do the same. Does just being at Portland be is that advantageous from a recruiting standpoint? It is, it is. I mean, I was recruiting to Eastern Washington and mm-hmm. you know we were we were finding guys, but Portland's a great city. Yeah, um, and you're able to get you're able to get and you're in the NBA town. They love basketball mm-hmm. here. Um, you know, Portland the, the Motor Center is 15 minutes away, mm-hmm. um, so they they love their basketball here. So it, it makes it easy it's easy to fly into you know there's some yeah. schools in our league you can't fly to um you know it was always hard to say hey you could take one stop from you know big hubs and so yep. i think that that really helps you and then even for international kids they've heard of portland before and so mm-hmm. it's really it's really putting us in a, in a good you know it really puts us in a good spot how did your time at eastern washington prepare you for this job at portland it prepared me a lot you know my time at eastern washington was amazing i started as the the bottom assistant there, um, mm-hmm. worked my tail off, had some good bosses ahead of me, you know, Kirk Earlywine and Jim Hafer, they both, they, they were both the head coaches when I, while I was there. Um, just learned so much cause I, there was so much hands-on stuff, you know, it was hands-on of everything. So I was doing so much of, you know, stuff that you wouldn't even think of as an, a, a, as a, as a assistant coach, if you're not in it, you, you would know, like getting mm-hmm. in a van and going to, going to run camps out at whelping it, you know, and, 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 you know, pricking basketballs up and pumping them up and just doing a lot of different things, you know, handling a budget, handling, you know, food for the guys, handling transportation. To, I mean, you get, you got to do everything. And mm-hmm. so I felt like, you know, putting me in a position now, um, really helpful. And, and right now it's just, you've got so much help. It's, it's a little different. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm tasked with learning again, how to, you know, delegate stuff, um, mm-hmm. which wasn't something that we were doing as much at, at Eastern Washington. I still have a lot of hands on a lot of things, but there's a lot of people that at this place, they, they're here to help you. And so, you know, at Eastern, we had to do the fundraising, you know, we had to build a schedule by ourselves. We had to figure out meals. We had to figure out, how we're getting there. We had, I mean, there's so much stuff you didn't even think about you'd have to do, um, but it gets you prepared for a lot of different things. You know, I, I, I've had some assistant coaches that came with me and be like, Oh mm. man, we don't have to do this, this, and this right now. That's amazing. <laughs> and so, um, but we, you know, we're still figuring out, you know, there's still a lot of work to be done here. Um, but that time at Eastern Washington really prepared me for pretty much anything, you know, anything except for, you know, people doing everything for you. Um, so that, you know, it, it's prepared you for anything. 
What did you think about the Portland job before you took it that you now realized you were wrong about? Uh, the support, the support hmm. they get from the alumni. Um, you know, I was kind of, again, I, you know, nothing wrong with Eastern Rock. I think that's an amazing school, but the, the alumni that played there and different things like that, you weren't as connected, you know, hmm. um, it, it wasn't, it wasn't like you, you have people, um, not just athletics, but just pretty much anything. Cause you know, if you look at, you know, where I came from Eastern Washington, mm-hmm. there's so many grad, you know, graduates and alumni that are in Spokane area that just aren't, you know, big supporters of it. Um, but if you look at Portland, I mean, you get supporters from all over the world, but especially in, in, in this area. And I get emails and I get text messages and from, from different, you know, years of players that played here, um, you know, players that I haven't even looked at before. You bump into people around town who, who weren't part of any part of athletics, but they love UP. They love the, mm-hmm. they love the, you know, coming to the games. And so the support you have here is amazing. And then just the things you hear as a coach, you know, you sit in the stands and you listen to, you know, you're watching kids and they talk about different jobs and they talk about different programs and, and where, you know, each program is at and you just listen, and, you know, you, get, you gain as much information as possible and you, you, you take that information, you do what you need to do with it. But um, just the support that you're getting from, you know, across campus, you know, our administration, the athletic director, everyone involved is really, really pumped up about, you know, UP athletics, not just our basketball program, but everybody. And, and I feel like it's a, it's a really tight knit group, the athletic department. So I'm really excited to be a part of it. What would you say is the biggest challenge for the year ahead for your team? Um, handling a little bit of success and understanding mm-hmm. that wasn't good enough. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, you know, we got sixth place last year. I thought, you know, um, you know, you look at it and it's a, it's a good year, you know, um, you win 19 games, you win your first, you know, postseason game ever at the university. Um, you know, you do a lot of firsts and mm-hmm. you do a lot of things that hasn't been done since, you know, and so, you know, as, as a returning guy, um, you look at it and you're, you're excited about it, but you also like, you just say, you know what, we, we, we made some strides, but that wasn't good enough. You know, um, you want to you want to win the league. You want to be battling for a championship. That's the whole point of, of sports. You want to you want to win. And at least at the end of the day, you want to build relationships and everything like that. But you want to you want to win. That's the whole goal. And so, you know, you're getting pats on the back for, you know, winning 19 games and getting sixth place and winning a WCC tournament game. I mean, that's that's good. Um, you know, that's something to be proud of, but that's not, that's not where you want to end up. You want to end mm-hmm. up in first, second, and you want to be playing for the NCAA tournament. And so, you know, handling a little bit of success, but understanding that was nothing near where we need to end up. And so, you know, that's, that's what we're pushing for all the time. And so that's going to be the hardest challenge for us is getting these newcomers to understand or getting our, our guys that were here last year to understand that wasn't good enough. And then also, getting these newcomers to understand that's, that's nowhere near where we need to be. And you guys are here to push us to the next, to the next level. And so that's, that's going to be something uh, challenging for our staff. How did your offensive and defensive philosophy change from Eastern Washington to Portland? <laughs> well, <laughs> it changed a lot because we didn't have a lot of depth last year. Yeah. And so we went from, you know, not being as aggressive defensively as we have been, and then also not playing as fast as we wanted to. I mean, we, mm. you know, my, when we took the job, at Eastern Washington, we're top 10 in, you know, assists, top 10 in pace, top 10 in points per, you know, top 10 in three-point shooting. We, we did a lot of those things, which we'll be able to get back to, and I know we will. Um, but we didn't have the depth. So we played a little bit slower. Mm. Um, we li- played a lot, very conservative defensively. And then, uh, you know, we just we, – we, we try to play without fouling. And mm. so um, that's something that, you know, 
I want them to play free and easy, but that's one thing that I had them thinking about constantly is you can't get in foul trouble. Yeah. Whatever you do, hands up, don't reach, don't – but we want to we wanna sometimes, you know, make a gamble for us still. We want to be smart and, 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 you know, be aggressive, but we weren't able to do that offensively or defensively. And I think, you know, as we, you know, gain our depth, as we, you know, start building with our roster, I think we'll be able to play much faster and our defense will be much more aggressive. You know, we, we like to do a lot of different things, you know, each – you know, each half, but we weren't able to do this year. So um, I think we'll be able to get back to that with a little bit of the depth we got coming in. That's interesting. Do you think, because um, I remember talking to Jay Billis about this a few months back and uh, the data seemed to support this was just that like foul calls were, I mean, the game was called differently this past oh, year. And, okay. Was. So that reaction tells me you, you saw it too, just coaching firsthand. Yeah, it was, it, and, and it, it's, it's changing and, you know, you, you want to figure out, okay, how's it going to change? Like the, yeah. there's a new rule coming in that's going to shock everybody, but your first flops are technical. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, that's tough because that's part of the, that's part of the game. You know, yeah. If people flop. That's part of the game. And, and it's so, so subjective. It is. And so like, what's going to be a technical, what's not going to be a technical. Well, that's a charge. This night, it's going to be, that's really hard to call. And I think, you know, we're, I, I love the advancements we're trying to do, but, um, in the game to, to make it scoring, to do a lot of things for the offense. But, you know, the, the physicality of the game, you know, you, you're trying to take away, but you also got to understand that the, the bigger guys will be more physical inside against each other. That's mm. basketball. And so you can't reward somebody at my stature guarding a seven footer and I just fall down. Yeah. You know, that's, and that's now a charge, but I also took it in my chest. Right. right? And so I took a charge and I, I took it in the chest. You're calling a flop, but I hit my, I got hit. Yeah, I promise you it's not a flop. That man is just a lot better than me. Yeah. And so, like you said, it's subjective to to each game. And Uh so now, you know, and I've done it in the past, but we see who's ref in the game and how they call it and how they called it before. And so now you have to throw that into the equation of, you know, who's ref in each game and being able to talk to guys about this is how the game will be called. And and so, you know, it's tough because, for instance, we played in a tournament in San Antonio last year, we're a West Coast team. We played mm. a tournament in San Antonio last year. It's called much different, hmm. you know. Um, the year before, you know, we played in the, you know, when I was at Eastern, we played in the Big Sky. We went to the NCAA tournament. That was night and day. And mm. so, you know, there's, it's just like everything else. Like you say, styles of play. Yeah. It goes up and down with the officials too. And so it's really hard uh, to be like, hey, this game they're going to call hand checking. This game they're going to call, they won't call this. This game you got to body up and out. So, you now got to start also, you know, figuring out who's refing the games for you guys and going from there. And so that's, it, it was, it was ref differently. And so, you know, I, I understand what they're trying to do and what they're trying to accomplish, which is great. I mean, the rules yeah. committee, which I'm, I'm hoping to, you know, help out. Um, mm-hmm. But as, as you keep moving forward, it's, it's one of those things where you're trying to make the game the, the, the best entertainment as possible to get people to, you know, get excited about it and want to come watch it more and, and see the free flowing. But they also got to understand there's a, there's a physicality to some of this stuff that as a player, as a coach, um, that you just understand, like, that's not a foul. Mm-hmm. Right? Now you get some, I get that, but that's not a foul. And I think the hardest thing in the world for the referees next year, and I, you know, it's going to be that charge, that charge flop. Cause that's a straight technical if you call it. So I want to technical be the guy. for you in response yeah. to said technical. Cause I don't think you're going to, you're going to like that first one being called on your guys. I can't wait till I can yeah. last <laughs> one minute and 30 seconds of a game. And Drew Timmy takes a charge. Yeah. And 
my guy lays it in and they yeah. call a flop. They get a technical. We get two, you know, we get a layup and a free throw. And now there we go. go. I'm just saying, I want to see hey. how, you know, yeah. they're going to respond to that. You see, how I said that. <laughs> uh, hey, you're putting it out um, in the world. Yeah, you got to put, but I just want to see those responses. Are mm. they going to keep that whistle that tight, that late in the game? I mean, it's yeah. just going to be, it's, it's impossible. I can't ref in practice. Yeah. Like it's, the guys complain about every call in practice, right? And so, mm. you know, luckily I could run them. Right. But I felt these referees are, these referees are, are in a, mm-hmm. such a bad, tough spot. Yeah. You know, um, you know, my team, we take a lot of charges, you know, mm-hmm. cause we're not, we're well, not going to change team. that philosophy this, this off season. I, yeah, we're going to have to, because it's going to be a technical one, yeah. one shot, almost every, you know, and so now but how do you we, even now, get that out of guys who spent years and years playing that style? Like you just can't turn that tough. off. That's tough. And so when you look at it, you know, I am, I, I, I I don't feel bad for referees. <laughs> yeah, they get they get they, it's it's a good thing they you know it's a good thing they get to do. But I I do feel also on the flip side I do feel bad for referees because it's a tough spot to be in. Mm-hmm. You know you got ex coach over here and then you got a coach that's won a thousand games over there talking about what well, you you calling a technical on me right now you know yeah. so that's going to be hard and I think you're going to see a lot of upticks in personal technicals mm-hmm. you know because of certain things like that and I you know it's just going to be tough it's going to be a tough year early and I just you know they always started off early but I want to see how it's going to be late you know and so um to, to adjust is going to be tough so maybe no one flops anymore but also you won't see any charges anymore so you know it's going to, it's going to be tough it's going to be tough the one thing I would love to see in the college game too, um, I mean, you the NBA just adopted this. I don't know if you saw that where the take foul, transition take fouls out, which is something that should have been done a long time ago. Like, yes. it's, it's just one of those easy things where it's like, that is... I know. It, that's tough. It, that's, that's, I teach my team that. Yeah. I teach my team to take fouls. I do. Mm-hmm. I teach them. And we, that's another thing we couldn't do last year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I teach them to, to if you turn it over or they're on an advantage break, you take mm-hmm. the foul. And let's just get back. I mean, you, you know, you're foul. Yeah, it's advantageous, but it's like, so, it's it's bad for TV. It's bad. It's for, bad. Yeah. It's bad, but it's it's a it's a rule, um, mm-hmm. just like anything else that you, you need to figure out how to take advantage of. And that's mm-hmm. something our my teams have been, you know, we've been able to do in the past. So, yeah, I, I, I do like to see it out of the NBA game, and I think it'll creep into our game soon. They've taken it out of FIBA. They call it an intentional right away. Yep. Um, you got to be making a play on the ball, um, which I think is, is good. But, you know, right now we I teach that. So I, I feel mm-hmm. like, you know, one of them uh, scammers in the video games <laughs> in Street Fighter when you just slide kick the whole time. Yeah. Um, hey, but, man, you're, you know, you're just that's if that's the way the rules work for yeah, you. I mean, you got to play know, it that way. I know. But um, that's just one of the things we've done. They, and, and they usually figure it out and they take them out in time. But, you know, it's one of those things where um, I, I do like to see that rule, you know, taken mm-hmm. out because it does slow the game down and and um you know i think fever does a good job because you know they you have to be going for the ball mm-hmm. you know you have to be going for the ball you just can't reach in and 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 even even if it's like you get beat and you just foul the foul i they, even in fever you know international games they call that an intentional foul mm-hmm. and so that that gets guys away from just fouling the foul now you know and so um i think that's something that you know we should be adopting sooner or later too yeah, that and then I would do this will probably never happen. It's just no timeouts under two minutes. Like just make yeah. guys have to think and play and just that kind of intensity would just because that's I think a FIBA thing where you can't call the timeouts. Uh, that's that stuff. Yeah, only on yeah. a made basket. Only yeah. On, and so it's it's one of those things. Yeah, yeah. I mean you you got I mean FIBA FIBA does some right things, you know, mm-hmm. they do some really good things. And I think, you know, if they if we can all just have one set of rules, yeah, 
but the NBA doesn't have a rule. FIBA doesn't have a rule. College doesn't have a rule. I think if we can get everything together, the quarters, mm-hmm. the moving the ball to half court on timeouts or, you know, under, under, cause I, I don't think we'll ever go to quarters in men's basketball. Yeah. So maybe moving, being able to move the ball from in the back court to the front court under two minutes. I mean, those kind of things, you know, I, I mean, it takes away the Christian Leitner shot. I was going to say, it, yeah. Something know, that college basketball that fans stuff. are accustomed to. Yeah, but it takes away some of that stuff. But now you're able to move that ball to half court and be able to do different things. I think that's mm-hmm. that's something that could be pretty cool. Um, you know, and, I, you know, they're talking about having a coach's challenge, which is going to be, you know, they're talking about that because the NBA did it. I mean, mm. again, that's going to be that? hard. I don't know. Not really. <laughs> that just means I can mess up more. <laughs> you know, that's all. That's on me, guys. That's on me. Um, Do you think most but, coaches you know, don't want it? I think coaches would coaches would like it. I mean, I, yeah. I, I'd figure out which ones. But, you know, there's so many times where you think you're right and then you go and watch it afterwards. Mm-hmm. You're like, damn, I was wrong. <laughs> and so I, I don't want to know right away. I want to be yeah. able to act like with the, the rest of the home crowd that, yeah, we were right, you know. Uh-huh. Um, but I think that's something that the game's going to come to. I think we could figure it out. Um, but I think that's something you can use and, and you could probably save a foul or something on one of your better players or you know something like that i think mm-hmm. that that's that's very i think that could be useful but then it's another way that the game slows down you know mm-hmm. and so how do we you know do that but make the game still you know play at a high high speed the portland team that will roll out the ball on the court this fall is that going to be the best when fans are watching it like this team and the roster that you have right now and you're thinking about the depth chart and think about your rotations and your play style is it going to is this going to be the closest you've had to a team just completely being what you want your basketball team to look like 100 percent. i mean okay. we got i mean you know we have guys we have big guys now um mm-hmm. we got some kids that have some girth last year our center was six five oh you know, you know yeah. so he's going to be able to play a huge role, but he was playing out of position. You know, mm-hmm. we got guys who are playing out of position. I mean, I think we were one of the teams that played our guys the most three, four fouls. We're one of the teams that played our guys the most period. Um, you know, six guys played a majority of the minutes. So that's going to, you know, that's going to change. We'll have a little bit more depth. Uh, we'll be able to play a little bit faster. We'll mm-hmm. be able to do some things that, um, you know, I, I think, you know, we, you know, a lot of teams will be excited about. And so, um, you know, fans will be excited about watching because, you know, it, we, and we have a schedule this year. It's going to be a lot of fun. So, you know, we get to really test to see where we're at. we got some veterans that are teaching the newer guys. I can't say the young guys, but the newer guys here, you know, and we got some freshmen that our Eagles are learning and get better. So I do like our roster, um, you know, barring injury. we got Chris Austin, who's coming off a broken leg. we got Jack Perry, who's coming back, who's coming off of ACL. So even without those two guys to start the season, I still feel good about our roster. Those two guys are really talented and very good and important to our program. But I think we have some guys here that, you know, were looked over um, in the transfer portal, which I love. Um, mm-hmm. But we also have some guys that are ready and eager to, you know, you know, they have chips on their shoulder and they're ready to go. So that, that's going to be something that, that I'm really excited about. I like it. Um, what's the biggest position battle, do you think, in camp when you're, when God, you're looking at this you know, roster? What do you think it is? I'm hoping it's 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 uh, we got three of them, but I'm hoping mm. it's going to be our post position. Um, mm. I'm hoping our, our sophomore takes a big jump, um, and then you know I, I think we got some guards that can really fight for some for for some major minutes. And so mm. um, right now, you know, you're looking at it. We one of our post players is injured, and the other guy's getting all the reps right now. Um, but the other post players got some some experience to them, um, and so you're looking at that because that's a big position for me uh, for how we how we play. You know, it looks like we shoot a lot of threes. It looks like we play really fast, but that position is so key 
to mm-hmm. us being successful. And so we got to make sure that that position is always going to be ready to go. So that's going to be a big position for us. Uh, when you look at this season as a whole, though, what are you what are you most excited about? Is there a stretch of games that you think you'll learn a lot about your team? Is there one particular thing you've got your eye on at this moment? Well, we're playing we're playing the PK eighty five, and so mm. selfishly, we get to play against probably North Carolina, which is dope, you know. Yeah. Um, as a player, now you know you aren't supposed to say all that kind of stuff, but that's cool. I, I've I mean, it's real. To play, yeah. I've always wanted. I wish we were playing at their place. Yeah. <laughs> you know that'd be that'd be really cool, but we get to maybe play teams like that. Uh, we get to, you know, face off against Oregon again. If North mm-hmm. Carolina is number one in the country, we get to play them. We make Gonzaga will probably be number one in the country. So we get to play the number one country, you know, number one team in the country, or at least top five teams in the country mm-hmm. a couple of times, which is awesome, man. And it's great for recruiting. It's great for our players to get the opportunity to be able to, you know, play against the top talent in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, our schedule is awesome. You know, I, I think, you know, there's a step that, 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 that stretch of games and the PK 85 is going to be unbelievable. It's going to be a lot of fun basketball. Um, I get to see other coaches, how they do things up close and personal. Um, because once you, once you're in season and once you're doing things and you know, you're, you're so focused on your team, uh, which mm-hmm. I probably will be anyway, but you, you, you know, you, you see other coach, you see other teams play, you respect other coaches. And, and so a lot of those coaches will be here. You know, a lot of those coaches that you look, you look to and, and to gain it, you know, you just, they don't know, but you, you're gaining stuff from, you listen to their interviews, you, you, you see how they did things and, and you, you just focus on different, you know, things with, with coaches. It's just something you, you know, something you do a lot of. And I'm, I'm somebody who, you know, steals everything from somebody, you know, I'm, you know, this is, you know, there's some great coaches and there's some really, really, you know, intelligent people that have done this that haven't been successful. Why not? What happened? And there's some guys that you think, that guy is the dumbest dude in the world, but he is balling. What's mm-hmm. he doing? And so um, you got to figure out, like, you know, and so those so – you got to have all those coaches in, in one tournament. You know, and that, mm-hmm. they're not all the – you know, there's some – you know, Coach Cal and some other coaches won't be here, but you have some of the best coaches, best some of the best young coaches too. I mean, Coach Izzo is going to be here. Like, mm-hmm. man, that's big time. He's won national championships. And so you'll have different coaches like that in the thing. Not saying – and we get to play against some every single year in our conference, but it's going to be pretty cool to see that up close and personal. That's gotta be weird. Do you remember just walking out and just shaking hands with Mark Few and being like, "Oh, this is real. I'm I'm here yeah. now. This is yeah. this is a thing." Because we played them before um, yeah. when I was at Eastern, but it was a little different. When you're in the conference, um, you know, yeah. When you're in the conference, it's it's a little different because it's you know a preseason game is awesome. It's cool. To, you know, it's it's mm-hmm. something you do. Like you know, I played against Coach Bennett. Coach Bennett recruited me. Coach Few mm-hmm. recruited me. You know, I got letters from Coach. You know, a lot of coaches that now I'm coaching against, which is awesome. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you want to beat those guys, haven't yet? You want to beat those guys. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's 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 something special. It's surreal. And now you know you, you've done it now, and so it's like okay, you know, getting to play against Coach Romar. You know, someone who recruited. Mm-hmm. And again, I've coached against them before but it's just a little different when it's in the league and so um playing against coach lavin when he was at Mm -hmm. ucla and getting recruited by coach lavin is going to be you know it's going to be cool to see him um you know always that conference in the coaching right it is it is and so like if you look at it and and, you know you're like oh well you're this is this is gonna be a tough league you know Mm -hmm. um they like to keep calling it a mid-major league but we had we had more teams in a lot of these so-called power five leagues in the tournament Um, and you know, I, I think if you look at it, um, we keep pushing, you know, we keep mm-hmm. pushing and we're trying to catch, if we ca- if, if some of these teams can catch a St. Mary's or catch a Gonzaga, mm-hmm. that means 
that's three teams for sure, you know, right. and, and, and as you lose a school like BYU, it just gives another team a chance and opportunity to take a huge leap forward. Mm-hmm. I hope that team's us, you know, and so, you know, that's what we're pushing for, but being able to, to, to see those coaches and coach against them and, and see, Hey, this is, you know, this is something that you've been, you know, wanting to do your whole coaching career. And, you, you know, at the end of the day, you want to win a championship. You want to win the national championship, but you're coaching against guys that, that have done that and have done been the number one team. And so that that's awesome. And you want your players to feel that same excitement. You get to play against these dudes, man. Like, you know, I told our guys last year, like, oh yeah, we're playing against these guys, but you're playing against probably the number one pick in the NBA draft next year. Mm-hmm. Like you, you don't think it's a big deal now, but you will think it's a big deal when you're 25 years old, yep. when, when you're 25, 26 years old, and you're watching this dude become an NBA all-star, you played against Jalen. You guarded Jalen Williams one-on-one mm-hmm. from the wing. Like that's something you could, you know, I got a bucket on, you know, and yeah. or, or you're striving to be that guy and you have an opportunity to. So same as, same as coaches, same as players, we all want to, you know, push and, and, and play and coach against the best. And so that was one, one thing that I love coming to this place is you get to play and coach against the best day in and day out. That's a great recruiting tool too. There you go. Coach, we got to get you to East Tennessee. When are you coming to play Rick Barnes, one of the best? When are we getting you to yeah, Knoxville? Oh, See, like you said, styles of play, you know? Yeah, it's a little <laughs> that's different. A different. That's a different style. We're going to put you in the grinder. You're not going to like oh. it, hey, but you'll he, be better off for it. I thought, you know, again, that's he was at Texas, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and you hear things. And so he, they let him go from Texas, but he mm-hmm. took his whole staff with him to Tennessee. And I think, you know, I don't know, I don't know the ins and outs of what happened at Texas, but you know, it maybe had something to do with if you get rid of this guy, you can keep your job. But he said, nah, no bueno. I'm taking all my guys and we're going. And yeah. it worked. It worked. He, he's kicking butt there. So that's something you see and you see the loyalty from a head coach to his guys. And so that's, that's something you take. I've never met the man before in my life, but I've we got to make that happen. Shante, we got to get you to, coach. we got to get you to Knoxville for a game. Yeah. Well, we can we can do a home and home. You talked to me. I go home and home. I want to go to Portland. I want to go to Northwest. Um, but no, it, it's just you, you you pick things up like that. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know if that story's true, but you know, yeah. you hear things as, as you go around, and you know, he, he he's somebody that uh, you can admire because he's he seems like he does it the right way, and uh, you know, you, you get a lot of those stories. You hear a lot of the. You only hear a lot of the bad stuff, right? About yeah. you know certain things and certain coaches, but you never hear like those types of things and and how coaches have have been loyal and how, how coaches have done things to help people out. But that's one of the things I would love to play against them. To be honest, um, you know it would be unbelievable to take our team out there and, and maybe get a, you know two games out there. Play play a Belmont. Ooh, play, there you, you go. Guys. See, I'm always thinking, always moving. That works though. Belmont, games. great yeah. program too. Oh, great. unbelievable! Yeah. Yeah. Coach can coach his butt off too. So. Absolutely. You see, you read about the up and comers too, so he can really coach that. You know, as you look at it, that, that may be something I have to talk to my idea about. He's got to get moving. I hey, this is what I'm here for: ideas, <laughs> ideas. Uh, Shante, like how it. do the good folks uh, support your program? Uh, who listen in from the no- Northwest region? How do they support Portland this summer, this fall? What can they What can they look out for? Well, you know, just to keep, you know, we, we have open practices, so we have mm-hmm. everybody come as long as we can. So come on out. We're in the mornings. Um, you know, uh, we, we, we just, it's, it's going to be something that a lot of, a lot of people in the Northwest are going to love to come out and watch us mm-hmm. play this year. It's going to be a fun style of basketball. And, and, uh, you know, I hope, I hope this, uh, leads to a lot of wins because this is a hungry basketball, you know, city and we're just glad to be a part of it. There you the go. Juice. Shante, this has been great. I appreciate you making the time today. Uh, I wish you nothing but the best this season, and uh, we'll, we'll have to check back in again soon. 
Man, I appreciate it. Please check back in. You know, it, it's a big time to especially get get heard everywhere. We have a kid from mm-hmm. out that way. His name is, um, he obviously he's not from there, but he's from Memphis. Um, okay. Alden Applewhite. Okay. Uh, transfer from Mississippi State. He's, he's mm-hmm. out here, so maybe some of his people can hear that. He's going to be a huge part of our program, too. He's a very good player. There you go. So I like it. Him, so there you go. I've got a little bit of flair out there. So yeah, we can do I, some things. I like it. I like it. Shante Leggins, looking forward to seeing you on Rocky Top in 2025 for the Rick Barnes uh, Shante Leggins Bowl. I'm, I'm looking I forward to it. it. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right, that'll do it for part two here on the Thursday, July 21st, 2022 edition here on the Chase Most Podcast. Thank you again uh, to Coach for coming on the podcast. It was a lot of fun talking to him. And if you guys enjoyed our conversation, make sure that you leave this show a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify if that is indeed how you listen to this program. It helps other people find the show and it helps this very show continue to grow. Uh, Part three coming up in just one second here on a Thursday. So watch out for that right here in this feed uh, with Chad Bishop to talk all things Vanderbilt football as we wrap up here on a Thursday edition of the program. Uh, Thank you as always uh, for your support and making the Chase Most Podcast part of your daily listen. I appreciate it. All right, Uncle Derek, how'd I do? Nicely done, nephew. Chase Thomas Podcast. Hell yeah.